0: to the voice of V podcast where i talk about things that matter to me might matter to you and in the end just might foster an understanding of perspectives realities and what makes us who we are we live in love in a great big diverse society of people and until we start to talk to listen and think we're not going to make progress sometimes heavy sometimes not but always from a place of good with an intent to do no harm. That being said, I make mistakes, so feel free to reach out, and let's talk about it. I am V, so let's get to it. So, I've been kind of looking forward to to today's podcast. Um, I, again, I skipped a week, so I missed last Wednesday. Um... And I've had quite a bit of uh, serious things on my mind that I talked about on Sunday, but also a lot of sort of odds and ends. Um, one of the one of the things that I wanted to kind of start off with and is introvert versus extrovert, and ha- how for myself how I feel like I've changed over the years from from one side to the other. Um, I've never been um, real gregariously extroverted, but I certainly, you know, put myself on, you know, leaning towards extroversion. Um, And I'm finding that the older that I get, the more introverted I feel. And and I saw a video, I watched a video last night where, where someone was talking about this topic as well. And they said that, you know, introversion doesn't really have anything to do with shyness. And, and I knew that, but I guess I never really thought about it before, because, I don't know, I would usually sort of equate uh, categorizing myself as far as being an introvert versus being an extrovert in terms of shyness. When, when that really, when you really get down to it, that's really not what it is. Um, because if you're shy, you're you're just shy, whether it's you one-on-one with somebody or you in a room with 10,000. I mean, really, if you're shy, you're shy. Um, it, to me, it's not something that, you know, just flips off and on. Um, but yet I used to equate it to, oh my gosh, well, I can't, I have a hard time standing up in front of, um, an auditorium full of, you know, 300 people. Well, so do most people. Um, and, and a lot of it comes from my work history. I worked for a software company, software development, also did sales. I was a, a technical support engineer. So my level of customer interaction was usually one-on-one over the phone or in small groups in person, or I taught classes, and there were usually six to eight students max. And office-oriented workshops, which usually would maybe be a dozen people at the most. Um, And I had no trouble with those whatsoever. I actually enjoyed them. I enjoyed teaching classes. Um, I had no trouble on the phone doing technical support. Um, It came very easily to me. Now, where I had trouble was the yearly conferences. And... Most of the staff from each of the companies from the resellers sent you know a handful of people from each company um, to refer to represent basically the different aspects um, of the software the different the different uh, flavors of the software and <clears throat> the other reasons for going was for taking classes for certifications but Also, a lot of this was the whole rah, 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 you know, drinking the Kool-Aid, you know, the whole pumping people up for sales and blah, blah, blah. And that was the thing. The majority of the conference portion was targeted towards salespeople and marketing folks. And that, those folks were excellent at the whole gift of gab. No trouble standing up in front of, you know, a completely unfamiliar group of people and just just no problem whatsoever. For myself as a technical person, I always felt really, really out of my element. And so, you know, I I, I sort of shrunk into my shell. And now it wasn't that I was shy. It's just it, it was almost like it, it was an anxiety because I, I was not of the sales pitch side, I was not of the marketing side. Now, if I was teaching the software, I wouldn't have a problem. I probably could stand up in front of a lot of people without a problem, but the whole sales thing, and I don't know, it just never felt real comfortable for me. So I always kind of considered myself just a little over the center line into extroversion, and I'm noticing that the older that I get, I feel more introverted. And the reason that I say that is because I am becoming more and more comfortable with the smallest group possible and, and large groups of any kind, you know, just it, I don't even, I just, I can't, it's just too much. Um, even the thought of going to a football game just kind of stresses me out. There there's other reasons, but it's just the whole crowd and and just so many people and I don't know and I and and I'm trying to backtrack as to when this actually started. Um I don't know if it if it's when I left my retired from my job or the pandemic. I suspect it's kind of the pandemic because we were all kind of pushed inward into our homes. And as a coping mechanism, you know, you got to get used to the small groups because the big groups are done. We're not doing that for right now at the time in 2020. And I don't know, coping in and the quiet time just got to be where I kind of liked it. It was nice. Um, and one of the things that you know, I, I see now is now I see myself more just to the center over to the introverted side. And honestly, there are some moments where I almost feel like a hermit. You know, I, I, I don't want to go out. I want to go do things, but I don't want to go out because people, and I like people. Um, what I don't like is strife and friction and people who just can't be nice um people who can't accept differences and just be nice. And the the fear of having to deal with the strife and the agitation and hatred just it it makes me so full of it fills me with complete anxiety. And I don't know, I and and I wonder how that kind of carries over into other aspects of our life. Um I recently I got a new vehicle, I upgraded to a bigger vehicle and that vehicle won't easily fit into the garage and i had a small cargo trailer in storage so i was able to bring the cargo trailer out of storage bring it home put it into the garage because the new vehicle is going to live outside and the other reason for bringing it home is because the the truck and the trailer are are kind of going through this little bit of a camper conversion Um, I got a camper topper, and I'm kind of just doing some overlanding work to both of them to be able to just go camping at the drop of a hat. They'll always be ready to go, um, either the truck by itself or the truck with the trailer. And when I brought the trailer back, um, I put it in the garage. And then a week later, I was getting ready to to start doing some work, and I couldn't even move forward with doing any work until I completely went through all the containers in the garage, purged anything unnecessary, reorganized, laid everything out so that I know where everything is and what I have, um, before I could even move forward. And a part of it was it, it felt like everything was a mess and everything was cluttered. And just two weeks before, I had done another purge of some boxes of items of various things that came back here from Florida after the death of one parent one summer and the next parent the next summer. And, you know, very quickly grabbing things and just coming back here and just leaving them until I could emotionally deal with things and going through them because at at the moment when you're doing it, it's very haphazard and you're not sure what's important and what isn't important. I mean, of course, everything is important, but you you can't keep every little thing and literally not every little thing is really of that great importance. There are things that are special and you know what those are once your brain settles down and your heart settles down. But after doing some of that purging, it 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 made me it makes me feel better every time I do it because one of the other things I'm noticing, and and I'm wondering if this ties into shifts in your personality in terms of introversion and extroversion, I'm wondering if clutter and feeling crowded or disorganized plays into that. Um, Because I almost feel paralyzed when things are not neat. I, I can't function... If things are a mess or they're cluttered or I feel crowded um, when I made this this little studio here, when I sit down to do this, there is nothing in front of me. The desk is clear. I cannot have a bunch of clutter around me, pieces of paper, pens, pencils, anything. Same thing for working in the garage when I've been going out in the mornings this week and working on the trucks, setting up the kitchen in the back of the truck, working on the bed, working on the trailer... I was not able to even start that until I had everything all laid out nice and neat. I had to have certain tools here, certain tools there, a garbage bag, you know, paints and other supportive materials on one side of the room, big open area where I could actually work and saw and, you know, cut wood and that kind of thing. And I'm the same way in my office. I cannot function if I can't move my elbows around or I can't see surfaces. It just, it makes me crazy. And I just wonder if if my feeling as though I'm starting to sway more towards being more introverted ties in with that. I don't know. It's just something I've been thinking about this week. Um, I know that purging definitely makes me feel better. I feel, I feel more free to think, um, more free to breathe. I mean, literally, it's very freeing, whereas feeling crowded and cluttered just... I don't know. It's very oppressive. And this is coming from somebody who spent a year living inside a camper van and traveling the country with another person and a cat. And that's a very small space. We're talking about 60 square feet. Completely doable. You would be surprised. Um, But now I'm just, I feel like in some ways... You know, I I almost have to stop myself with this. I got to straighten up. I got to straighten up, and but I I can't help it. I try to I try to to tone it down sometimes, but if I've got to do something like a project, I got to be able to have, you know, a clear space mentally and physically. But anyway, that's one of the things that was on my mind this week, and uh, and then some other some other things that are kind of a little bit lighter, funny, funny, not funny. Um I got a renewal of one of my credit cards in the mail just yesterday. Um and 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 if you have an Amazon Visa credit card, you'll know that the card is it's metal. It's like this sheet of aluminum or something. Um and if you've gotten your renewal lately, I don't know if if yours came with it, but it comes with this nice little thick card thickness envelope um, with prepaid postage for you to put the old card in and mail it back, they say, for safe disposal. Now, immediately red flags go up for me because, A, you're putting a card in the mail in an envelope that is going to pass through how many hands, and how many places. And as someone who worked in delivery, you tend to know what things are. And there are people out there that are nefarious. I mean, I have had gift cards stolen, packages stolen. It happens. It happens to everybody. And the thought of of sticking this card back in the mail to go through the mail service to go back and be handled by how many different people? When, and I and I know why they want to do it because you can't cut it. In fact, it says do not shred it because it's metal, um, and it it's probably nearly impossible to cut too. I haven't tried yet, um, but I know that that's why they've done it. But I just I don't know. My my alarm bells went off when I saw. Oh yeah, just put your credit card back in this envelope and mail it back to us, and we'll we'll make sure it's it's properly disposed of. Yeah no. I'm not worried about you, I'm worried about between here and there. I don't know it, It's just something that struck me as kind of as kind of funny with as much credit card theft as we have um, I mean you you can use an RFID reader and read the card through the stupid paper envelope I mean it, it's it's that easy to steal your credit card information at any rate, I don't know that was kind of a funny one. Something else that um, I saw yesterday, day before yesterday, the COVID booster shots are coming for the new B4, B5 uh, variant. And apparently some people who were previously anti-vaccination, and again, I've mentioned it before, that is your choice. I'm good with that. If you don't want the shot, that's your business. But some folks are really up in arms that they are not going to be able to get this booster because they didn't have the original two-dose series. Well, it's called a booster for a reason. And you didn't get the original one, so, you know, I I don't understand what the problem is here. You know, what's the difference now suddenly now you believe. I don't know. It just struck me as funny that they're all up in arms and they're, and they're, and they're peeved that they can't get the booster and that, you know, they're whining that, oh my gosh, you're keeping us from getting the booster. Well, you know, you didn't get the original. W- what's the problem? You know, now suddenly, oh, you're a believer. Anyway, I just get the original and then you can get your boosters. Um, Other thing. Let's see. Uh, Pizza. Got uh, picked up some Domino's pizza um, over the past weekend. And I don't know if, I don't know quite know how it works. I know there's a lot of things that are dependent on the individual owner, franchisee, whatever they're called for each place. Um, But if you haven't ordered from Domino's recently, wow, they've really upped their game in terms of pizza uh, and their ingredients, um, the crust you can get, even the boxes. Um, Picked up three different smaller pizzas, all different kinds to give them a try because I had a really good coupon. And um, all three were excellent. And it's really funny because I I was just really surprised. I mean, even the plain old pepperoni, which, you know, is a given, just got to get one of those just because You know, there's nothing like a greasy pepperoni pizza. Um, Sorry to the vegans out there. I try to be a vegetarian or a vegan as much as I can, but there's just sometimes when I got to break down, I got to have a pepperoni pizza. Um, But the pizzas even come in these fancy black American Express card-looking fancy boxes now, Um, like something you would get at some Chicago pizzeria or New York pizzeria or whatever. But the pizzas are really good you might check them out. Got one uh, chicken, chicken ranch, I believe. Wow, good pizza. Anyway, I don't normally do the whole company names on this podcast, but I was just really impressed. And having said that, there's a bagel company out of, uh, I'm pretty sure it's California, um, Alvarado Street Bagels. Um, I have such a new favorite. I was told some years ago to stop eating bagels because of the issues I have um, with my jaw, related to um, being hit by a wrecker years ago and having my neck and jaw all knocked out of whack, was told, you know, you really don't need to eat bagels because bagels just—they literally are so bad on your jaw. The, the chewiness, that they just—they're just real harsh on the jaw. Um, and sometimes I just always wanted a bagel, and I would get one, and sure enough, my jaw would pop, and then it would hurt for the next two days. Um, but these bagels. They are uh, sprouted wheat, everything bagels, and they have a couple of other varieties as well. Uh, Unbelievable. No GMOs, all organic, every ingredient you are able to pronounce and you know what it is. And they toast up beautifully and they are soft and crunchy without chewy. So, so I know that you know, purists are going to say, well, then that's not really a true bagel. Well, yeah, then that may be, but they're delicious. They make a great ham and cheese sandwich as well, along with, you know, the normal cream cheese or peanut butter or whatever you choose to put on your bagel. But these bagels are excellent. Alvarado Street bagels. Never seen them in the South before. Um, Maybe it's just the Western part of the country that they're available. I, I don't know, but Apparently they've been featured on Food Network. I'd never seen them before. And I saw them in the, the local, one of the local health food stores, and I picked them up and tried them, and, oh, my gosh, it, it's, I have to force myself not to eat them every single day because they're so delicious. They're so good, and they don't, they don't tear up my jaw, which is a nice, nice, nice benefit. But yeah, so so check those out if you can find those bagels anywhere near you if you're a big bagel fan. Um, but what else? Um, the, the work, like I said, is continuing on setting up the truck for camping and hopefully going to be getting in a trip as soon as this heat wave lets up. Um, everybody's been excruciatingly hot of late and it's not to be, a you know, it's not unexpected. It is August, um, but the temperatures you know, here, I believe here, Montana have been a little higher than normal. Um, I'm very grateful. There's very little humidity here, so it makes it much more tolerable. Although being actually in the sun is, is quite excruciating and you feel like you get a sunburn in about five minutes. Um, but we're supposed to, I believe hit a hundred on Saturday I think we've got eight more days of these middle to upper 90s with the one day in 100 before it starts to level back out to more seasonable conditions here. But the west is just really under a real scorcher right now. Um, everybody stay hydrated. Um, don't stay out in the sun too long because it's it's brutal. Um, so what I've been doing is going out early in the mornings, working about an hour to an hour and a half on... The build out and it's going really well making some good progress and then after that i head up to the gym and then i can kind of take it easy in the the hot part of the day um but got um the holiday weekend coming up and i'm hoping to get outside and do some barbecuing on the grill which will be nice maybe sunday or monday when it's not a hundred degrees in the sun um but everybody, you know, if if you're out and about on the holiday weekend, be safe. Be careful. Uh, don't drink and drive. Um, and watch out for the other person. Um, I know we've all been, you know, we've been pinned up for a long time. And some very serious accidents have been happening on some of the most recent holidays. It's almost like we've forgotten how to do it, even though bad things have happened before. But be careful out there. Be careful. Um, it's just... It's just a dangerous time to be out and about on holidays. Grab your groceries early, stay home, stay in. Um, keep local. Um, go to some of your local places. There's plenty of things around most of us, I think. And uh if you're if you're doing air travel, be prepared for some delays because there could be a lot of different reasons for delays. Um, but that's about all I have for this week. Um, Try to keep it, you know, under 30 minutes, and we're about at 25, I think. I appreciate you coming in, listening, and taking the time to listen. If you'd like to support the podcast, check out the show notes. Um, Please share the podcast. Tell your friends. Tell your coworkers. um, Share it on the socials. Take care of yourself. And most of all, take some time for yourself. And I will be you next week. Peace.